Welcome to Caribbean Storytime with your host, Yolanda Marshall. Tune into various discussions about our beautiful culture, books, authors, recipes, and everything Caribbean. Your children will enjoy reading with Miles on Caribbean Storytime. Welcome to Caribbean Storytime with me, Yolanda Marshall. Well, today I decided to tell you a bit more about myself. I was born in Georgetown, Guyana, and I moved to Canada in my early teens, so about 13, 14, about that. I lived most of my life in Canada. I won't tell you how old I am, (laughs) but I think for a lot of you who know me, you pretty much have an idea. Um, I attended Margarino Collegiate uh, High School located in East York. Loved it. Loved the diversity of that school. Made many friends I still hold today. Very dear to me. Um, and I graduated from Seneca, attended the University of Toronto and such. So when it comes to writing and poetry, I loved writing poems as a little child. I would sit at the back of my class in Guyana. I attended uh, St. Margaret's Primary School. That's my earliest memory of writing poems. Um, Hi to all my St. Margaret's Primary School GT crew um, and also Central High School. I attended Central High School. Uh, back in those days when I wrote Common Entrance, it was like the seventh best school, so not bad for someone who didn't study for that thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I was that child writing poems at the back of my exercise book, as we would call it, which is just your school book. And it would be about everything, about nature, about people, about crushes, any and everything. I loved reading old books about history, African history, Caribbean history, um, pretty much everything. Any books that dated back to the 1800s, I try to get my hands on them. Um, the early 1900s, I try to get my hands on them. And um, a lot of people would describe me as having an old soul. I love jazz. Um, my dad is a jazz musician, a guitarist. I played the guitar when I was young as well. Uh, I was a part of a nice folk band in Central High School. Yeah. <laughs> so always into arts. And in high school as well here in Mark Garneau, I pretty much signed up for every advanced art class there was from grade 9 all the way to 12. So yeah, love art, love jazz music. Um, I'm a Caribbean woman. So I love my soca, my reggae, my calypso. Let me tell you, love it. It is life. I played mass in Guyana. So quite a few times. And Guyana had this uh, program where you'd have students and um, the army and such would participate in this called mass games. And everyone would 
practice, this whole routine from kids to adults, and it was amazing. It was one of the last batches before uh, that program um, was canceled in Guyana. So participating in such a historic event um, of that country has been a very proud moment that I hold dear. Uh, so yes, I, I love I love Caribana. <laughs> I'm a carnival baby. And I always say I'm a carnival baby because if we do the math, so in Guyana we have Mashrabani, which is, you know, carnival mass, you know, parade down the street, everybody dancing. You know, it was Yolanda's first carnival at Mashrabani. Um, and yeah, that was like what, March sometime then? Yes. And then I was born in December. Hi, mom and dad. I'm a carnival baby. <laughs> so back to the topic. So loved, loved my culture, always have. And my first book, I wrote a poetry book after accumulating over 200 poems over a course of time. Um, and I published about 100 and some of those in 2008 under iUniverse. It's called Obayifo. The name of the book originated from a poem I wrote, um, which is of West African origins, meaning a witch, you know, what we call a old haig, they call obifo. And um, it was written in a cultural tone, you know, in the Caribbean when you have that obi woman in your street and you go, you talking about her, what she do and who she walk on and all this stuff. So the poem was pretty much touching on that note and um, how we view people with a different religion than us and um, different spiritual belief and, and all the stereotypes we place on them and such, the myth and the, you know, that, that flows from, you know, your Baku, we call it, your Jombi, you know, your Ohaigs, um, your spirits, your ghosts. Um, so, yes, I, I named the book Obifo. And I had a lot of poems. It wrote pretty much about everything. Society, love, um, everything, everything. And that was while I attended the University of Toronto. It's in George campus. And it was, just, it was just something to do. It was just something I wanted to get out there and to share. I didn't do a lot of spoken words. So uh, the book was pretty much me speaking out um, and sharing my love of poetry. And then I just went on the ground, you know, live life, you know, living that nice single life, traveling, just working, working a lot, <laughs> and, you know, got married and had a little one and got divorced, but while I was on my mat leave, I wrote a book for my son, and the reason I did so is because as a mother, when you have a newborn baby in your hand and you're thinking of a million things I want my child to experience, things that I have experience things that you know I haven't and you know books is one of them and I started to buy books on Amazon and everywhere just to um, you know, just to build a library and I bought books that I read as a kid like I, I have like books I stalked on the market to get because my parents used to read that to me every night and I got a copy from Miles it was a Jehovah Witness Bible stories. And Bible stories is real nice. It's orange Bible stories with the red shiny imprint. I think a lot of Caribbean people would remember that. It was huge. You don't have to be Jehovah Witness or whatnot to, to read it. But 
it consisted of every major story of the Bible. Let's put it that way. You read that book as a kid. You're well informed of Christianity, you know, to a great extent. So it was it was very it was a good book just to have and to reference. And I also had Henny Penny. I used to love Henny Penny. Um, Yakety Yak, the Sweet Pickle series. Oh, I love the Sweet Pickle series. My parents had all those books for me. And I, I, you know, when I think back in Guyana having those books, man, those books aren't cheap. But I used to love them. I'd make my parents read it, particularly my dad. Oh, I used to force that man after he's tired of working plus playing the guitar to come home and read me books. Um, but I love those books, Sweet Pickle series. And I, I hunted down so many books, and I said, okay, I'm going to get it for Miles. And, you know, in my quest to build this library for him, I, I realized there aren't a lot of Caribbean storybooks. I have a Nancy, which is good. We all have a Nancy. There are quite a few out there, older books, but nothing, nothing in this day and age. Rare, very rare. You know, I picked up like about 10, and I'm like, that's not, an, that's, that's, that's crazy. And majority of them weren't for his age group. There are books that you can read until, um, let me see, like high school and such. So nothing is hitting home from like that baby age to, you know, 13 or, or such. So I'm like, well, you know, what's going on? And it hits you like a ton of bricks. Like, hey, there's nothing really out there for our children. And we need to keep our culture alive. I'm not saying it's dead. But they need to see books about themselves. And I know it's a big movement right now where the black community, the African-American community, the black Canadians, you know, everywhere, they're trying to get books where the character represents them, where the, at home, the culture um, presented, the storylines, it represents their home, it represents their community. And it's, you know... We have a vast amount of authors out there who are putting it out. We have a lot of indie authors who are doing it. So it, it's it's coming together. But when it came to like that Caribbean, that child of Caribbean background and such, there was nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, I think my child have a better chance of picking up a book in Toronto um, that depicts, you know, an Asian lifestyle or you know, a Muslim lifestyle or such versus a Caribbean lifestyle. And when you think of Toronto, the impact and the influence that our culture holds in this city alone, I mean, in Ontario alone, it's like, it's amazing. It's amazing. We have the biggest parade ever in the country. Like, millions of people come out to see this. We are a major influence in this country, everywhere. And... I'm like, hey, I couldn't find a book about carnival, you know, any of that, the stuff that I love, the stuff that I enjoy. So I was inspired to write my own. And that was the birth of Command's first carnival of a young eight-year-old, approximately that age group, um, young black kids, first experience um, at the Caribbean celebration, a carnival um, held in Toronto every year. So, you know, him and his mom went down to the, you know, annual Caribbean carnival and they enjoyed like picking and waving the flag and the foods and the dancing and the costume and the music and the sounds. Oh, just the whole beauty and the experience of it. And, um, 
you know, of course, of the child saying, hey, I want to dance in the Caribbean, you know, that that drive to just go and visit your 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 parents home. And, and if you're not a Caribbean kid, this is for you because you have experienced that yourself. You don't have to be have Caribbean background, but you've been to that parade before and you know, you know how it feels, you know, um, all my parents out there who are not Caribbean, you can read this and you're like, yeah, I felt what this kid felt. That is true. That is it. And, um, it, it, it just, you, you like, it's a sense of belonging that I want my child to feel when he reads this to say, Hey, this is about me. This is literally something I will experience, you know, and, I am happy about that book. It's amazing. It was like a watercolor. The illustration is, is literally like water paint. It's it's amazing. It's a little different, so but I love it. Um, and that came out in 2016. I published it in 2016 with Ganarma, Ganarma Press. And it's available everywhere, everywhere, which was good. And I said, okay, I'm not going to stop there, especially when the feedback was great. I had a lot of parents who bought it wrote to me and say, you know, this is amazing. This is like the first book of its kind. And, you know, there are a lot of Caribbean carnival books out there, but to for it to hit so close to home, you know, when they saw the little TTC bus in the picture, they're like, hey, this is nice. You please write more and such. So it inspired me to put out uh, more. Um, of course, in 2017, early 2017, I released uh, Messages on Dry Leaf, which was a poetry book. It's just a remaining of little, you know, residual poems I had hanging around and I thought hey let's put that out um I do believe that's going to be my last poetry book and then uh of course I wrote a piece of black cake for Santa and I think the title speaks for itself a piece of black cake for Santa was published in 2017 and that's my second children's book um, and it's about Femi and her friends who plan to leave traditional Caribbean treats out for Santa, including black cake. Uh, the kids, you know, share their wishes and all the dishes they love while they enjoy winter activities at the Christmas fair. And, and you know, in Toronto, we have a Christmas fair every year. We have a lot of Christmas activities. But these are kids just talking about, hey, you know, while everyone's like, I'm going to leave cookies and milk for Santa. Guess what? Your kid of Caribbean background, they have black cake. So if you're, once again, you're not Caribbean background, you know for sure your friend, if they go, hey, I'm Jamaican, I'm Trinidadian, whatever, and you say, hey, do you have black cake? Do you eat black cake? You won't be asking a stupid question. <laughs> we have black cake. That is just so tradition for us. That and Sorrel and Moby and all these wonderful dishes that we share with our family. We look forward to it. We go to the house that makes the best dishes, you know, but it's it, that's our culture and it's beautiful and guess what Santa wants a piece of that too of course without the alcohol you know for the kids um but I released that book and because Christmas is big for me Christmas is massive I mean I do the decoration I cook everything I cook every traditional meal you can think about you know one of my goals in life has been to perfect every single one of those dishes and so far so good <laughs> um and yeah, my son loves Christmas too because when he, the whole excitement of the tree and the decoration, he gets to, I mean, he's only three and he's already like, when is Christmas? Because he knows it's going to be so much fun. Um, but that book too, you know, that, that was, a, that, that, that kind of shocked me because I remember I released it in November, 2017 and it flew off the shelf. Like, literally flew off and I was like what I had like Indigo contacting me going hey 
you know, next time could you like let us know? We can order ahead of time because it was just too late for them to get it in before Christmas. So, you know, the next book you put out, contact us and you know, let's do something. It was it was actually amazing feedback, amazing feedback from parents, um, Caribbean parents, non-Caribbean parents all over the world. I mean, people everywhere was buying this book. When I look at the sales report that I received, I mean, everywhere. I'm like, who's buying this book in China? Like, you know, just everywhere in, in the Caribbean and such. And I, you know, it, it's, I felt good. I felt good that the story resonated with um, a lot of readers. I had readers. I had people who got that book who are straight adults. They don't have grandkids or kids. It was for them. It was for them because that's that's their life, and it brings back the memory and the scent of just, you know, that Caribbean Christmas. Um, and I remember this one guy. He's he's got to be in his. I, I visited the different book list, and he was there. And he, you know, he goes, "This this is a nice book." And he he's got to be in his 40s 50s or so and he says hey the first line when it says the the parents are painting the house and the little girl you know goes oh we're painting you know and the father's like it's beginning to smell a lot like christmas and he goes that right there he goes these kids over here won't understand what that's like because back home like especially in guyana and a few other countries i was told that um kyoto caribbean islands and you know it's just at Christmas time is when you do your painting. So that scent of fresh paint and your fresh curtains and everything being put out, that's Christmas for us in the Caribbean. And to have that here, you know, and Femi's like, oh, dad, it's smelling like Christmas. It's like, yeah, that's, you know, a lot of us who grew up back home and who did our painting around that time know what it's like. Like that is the scent of Christmas, you know, um, a great, time, a great event that we experience and we enter into that new year fresh and new and, you know, getting prepared for some nice carnival. <laughs> it's not always a carnival, don't worry. But anyways, it, um, I, mean, I can say that. And if you have like non-Caribbean people, they'll be like, what do you guys do? Dance and laugh all the time? Mm, kind of feels like that, isn't it? But um, yes, A Piece of Black Cake for Santa was a really nice um book of mine. I love it. I, I loved it. And I love the storyline. Uh, it took me a little bit to write that, but I, I really wanted to share my experience um, at that time. And once again, for my son and many other kids to read. And at the back of the book, I included like um, the descriptions of the different various traditional dishes at Christmas time for each island and such. So you know, if you have a Trini friend, you could say, hey, you know, are you having Kalulu? Like, little things like that. You, you you learn about it, and you know what it is, and, and what type of food it is. And once again, keep our culture alive. Be proud of it. Um, and uh, I also wrote in 2018, which is this year, I released a Sweet Sorrel Stand. So Sweet Sorrel Stand um is about um, Nicholas and Rose who love their favorite Caribbean sorrel drink so much um, that they decided to create a sorrel stand and as we know the popular thing to do is a lemonade stand but hey you can have a sorrel stand too sorrel is amazing for you so the main ingredient of sorrel drink is a roselle plant and a lot of people didn't know the roselle plant which is a species of the hibiscus is native to West Africa 
in Nigeria and Ghana, they drink this every day, all day. It is so full of nutrients. Um, so the red buds are boiled, strained, sweetened with sugar. And in the book, it actually illustrates the whole process of it with the kids and the parents. So you can do these things with your kids and it, it teaches them what it is. Um, you know, put in spices and, you know, your ginger and orange peel and such. And, you know, and um, it's just, I think the whole experience of sharing the things like like cooking and once again if it's one thing i would have to say in every culture food is an excellent preservation of your culture it says a lot about where you're from um and it's something that you can carry on um and i encourage that so much with other parents and when other parents ask me like hey what do you what are the things you like doing with miles guess what i love cooking with him i put him on the counter and he watches and, and now it comes to the point where he knows like what goes when and where, you know, he knows. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And it, it, it really does speaks a lot about your culture and your home and the stuff you love and your traditions that you hold so dear. So in Sweet Sorrel Stand, of course, with the mom making it and the kids looking on, you know, teaching them how this is. And um, soil is rich in antioxidants, rich in antioxidants. I take it any day over lemonade, you know, you know, no hatred towards lemonade, but I love me some cold soil. Um, and you know, although it's a traditional drink at Christmas, guess what? On a hot summer day, put some ice in it. It's an excellent alternative, um, to lemonade. So that book what came out parents loved it they love the entrepreneurial um message in it they love the fact that um they can relate to it um and such my caribbean parents but it was different and it's great um that too like once again i know i'm saying my books are great but hey i love my books <laughs> i wrote it i love it my son loves it and at the end of the day that's all that mattered to me um, when anyone goes, oh, you feel so proud or whatnot, to be honest, the fact that my son loves it, he loves reading books. I usually have to read like two, three books for him, sometimes five or ten, some days, I don't know, he just goes off. And it's like, you have to sit and read all these books. People come to my house, he's bringing a book for them to read, like, you know, and I read books for him and he picks it. And when he keeps picking, I want to read this, I, I feel so proud. And I'm like, the fact that he loves it, that's it. And before I publish a book, I read it with him. And then if he likes a certain aspect of it or a certain subject a lot and he keeps repeating, keeps repeating it, I really try to enhance that story, that, that, that um, convey the message, you know, of, of what's keeping his attention. And yeah, I that's my accomplishment. My son loves it. And I hope that all your children will too. Um, and that's a little bit about me. <sighs> that went on a bit long. <laughs> Otherwise than that, I love to travel. Um, I love to go to different cultural events throughout the city, anywhere in the world. Like, you know, I'm always up for an adventure and um, pretty easy to be around with, you know, kind of stick to myself most of the time. But um, what do I do for fun? Huh, build websites code stuff <laughs> write books but I'm gonna tell you it's it's very it's a busy life to be a full-time professional and a mom of a toddler and plus trying to do this I, I sleep like about four hours a night and people don't know this but I do and it's rewarding at the end of the day 
and uh, yeah that's a little bit about me so <laughs> tune in and learn some more thank you this is crazy this is crazy this is crazy